Welcome to Neurotica. I'm Cody Ryan. Today we wonder, oh great leader, can you lead us to the promised land? Or in other words, we're going to talk about cults. Recently, I realized I'm in a cult. Probably not what you expect, but we'll talk about that a little bit more later. What we really focus on today's podcast is, what's the criteria to even start a cult? And at that, what makes a good cult? Or even the perfect cult? So we talk about, you know, how we've fallen into one ourselves and how we'd have a vision for our own. So I invited my friend Bobby onto the podcast to, you know, ruminate with me about where we could go as America and answer the final question of how do we reach the promised land? All right, I'd like to welcome my friend Bobby to the podcast. Bobby, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, good Cody. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, Bobby was just laying down. He looked very, you know, ready for his therapy session today. Um, I'm currently on a cocktail of sleeping pills, mimosas, and for the first time ever, Zoloft. So, you know, I walk the walk on this podcast. I talk about mental health and I deal with mental health. So, but you're also drinking water. So you're taking care of your physical health. Yeah, too. that's true. And, you know, I might even say I'm going to you know go to the gym after this podcast. Probably won't, but you know, we'll see. You'll say it. I'll definitely say it. Um, so today, you know, I wanted to bring my friend Bobby on because both of us, uh, I'd say are part of a cult, honestly. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, you know what? I would. Um, a lot of people would call us uh, more like Infowars. Yeah. But I think that a, a cult is a pretty good description of it. Yeah, so um, to give a little context, recently there was something held called the NBA Draft Lottery. And if you're a Sixers fan, you know that's a bigger deal to our team than most other teams. The past couple of years, it's been very important. And not to get into too much of the sports side of things, but... I went to this party. Bobby, you were not able to go this year, but you've gone to some in the past, correct? Uh, the last two years before this one, yes. Yeah, and this is a big event just to watch some ping pong balls drop. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but you know you can do that kind of research on your own side if you don't understand sports. But I watched two people get married at Xfinity Live in Pennsylvania during a Sixers basketball thing where the Sixers weren't even playing basketball. Not this year. No, this year the people got married. No, I mean, they're not playing this year. Oh, yeah, they're not playing this year. They'll play next year. But, yeah, people got married. And you know what? That's not even the wildest thing that I've seen during what we call the process. No, not at all. Yeah, and I think the process, you know, like, trust the process. That's been, you know, a moniker for us and, like, a chant and everything. And I didn't even realize, like, that's that's the call sign to this cult that we're in. Absolutely. And it's uh, become more of a widespread thing. Everyone at this point knows what it is. It started out small, just like I'm sure that any cult does. Um, the charismatic figure, ours was Sam Henke. Others might have uh, your Charles Manson or your Jim Jones or whatever. Um, we had Sam Henke. He kicked off this thing that we called the process. We had um, a mediocre basketball team for forever. Completely boring, uninteresting, impossible to care about. And just by saying, you know, we're going to be horrible for a couple of years people are going to make fun of us it really brought everyone together i think it uh we all circled the wagons we all got way more into the sixers than we ever had been before and uh some might say we got too into the sixers yeah and it was very much an accidental cult and it was you know kind of a coping mechanism and to call it a cult you know this wasn't anybody's intention of i'm going to recruit a bunch of people you're going to be like this but we we had some ringleaders step up you know the big one being the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, the one that hosted the lottery party. And I don't want to get too into that. Um, you know, and it's funny now that the, the Colts are splitting a little bit. This looks to be the end because the Sixers are getting good. And there's arguments about, 
you know, what the team should do in the future. I don't want to get in the sports side of that now. We could do a whole podcast in the Sixers, and many people do. But, you know, we lived through this, and it wasn't necessarily a negative situation in our lives. It wasn't like it brainwashed us and took us, you know, away from our careers and our family. But, you know, it hit a lot of those central things of a cult that we're going to be discussing today. Yeah, um, it really... For a lot of people, at least for their online persona, I would say, um, it took over their lives. I watched a lot of horrible basketball games the last couple of years, and um, if if we didn't have this community going on, I wouldn't have done that probably, and I wouldn't have known that there was a bunch of other people doing the same thing that I could talk about it with because they were so horrible, um, but everyone was just so emotionally invested in it. And uh, as you said, it's starting to kind of splinter right now because the decisions that are being made have um the ramifications are gonna come to pass a lot sooner so yeah we we can't just uh look forward to the positive side of everything and say everything's gonna work out um we have to actually uh employ some critical thinking and it's starting to make people turn against each other a little bit um (laughs) at least as as far as what what they want to do and their uh, their vision for the for the team that we all love so much there's a lot of defensiveness there's a lot of that like oh, you know, you're attacking us. And it's like, you don't understand. You know, that, that's the kind of cool thing. You don't understand. And then there's like, you know, people who are jumping on the bandwagon. It's like, you weren't around. Like, do you know the secret passwords and the phrases? And it's always like, name all the Sixers players that were terrible on this 10-win team. And it's like, it, it very much feels like a cult. But, you know, I, I want to move away from, you know, that organic growth. That was more of, you know, that that's kind of a natural thing that, you know, fan bases do. Fan bases can be considered a cult. I want to move more into, you know, talking about the Colts that are pretty, you know, determined that somebody decided, like, they didn't wake up one day and say I want to join a cult, but they said, you know, I'm going to get some power and I'm going to recruit some people. So what we want to do today, knowing, like, how serious and crazy those can be is, Bobby and I are going to make our own Colts. Um, we're going to pick what we think, and we both have very different visions. We're going to pick what we think would create a cult that we would be proud of being in power of. Ladies, you got fifteen dollars to create your own cult. <laughs> create your own cult. One dollar. Five hundred dollars. Uh, charismatic white guy with yeah. crazy long hair. Um, One dollar. Bunch of dudes who follow the Sixers. Why they lose? Um, all right. So what we did today, though, is we we figured you know if you're gonna have a perfect cult, we figured four things, four main things that you consider to be the main things that each cult has. Now, not every cult will have this, but I think you know when you're thinking about a cult. You got to break down these four things. So number one, who's your celebrity recruiter, your main draw? How are you getting people into your cult? Now, commonly there is a celebrity, you know, Scientology is the biggest one. It's just full of celebrities. But recently, you know, that disgusting sex cult that just happened, there was somebody from a TV show in the night. Was it Buffy? I don't even remember. But there's always, you know, somebody who's the face of the cult who is kind of like that celebrity endorser that brings people in. Two, what is your front how are you sending people off the trail? Are you a pyramid scheme or something? Are you a religious organization? How are you keeping the feds off your back? Three, what are your activities? Now, this one is a lot more fluid. Every single cult you know, does their own thing. Um, Scientology, again, that's more of a religious thing, but there's a lot of weird back, you know, uh, behind the closed doors things going on. Those are the things we don't necessarily see every day. Um, you know, there's a lot of weird sex rituals, things like that, a lot of cults. What is your cult doing? And four, what's your end game slash how do you reach salvation? 
Now, a lot of cults, sometimes this means you're going to have a purple blanket over your head as you drink that punch, that cyanide punch. That's, you know, one way to go out. Scientology, a little bit, you know, that one's just religious. That's salvation. That's how you're going to find the spaceship. You don't have to kill yourself. Just when you die, it's coming for you. But what is your cult trying to accomplish? Now, relating that to kind of our, you know, Sixers example, it's very easy for, uh, you know, a team to become a cult because the sub recruiters are the players. You know, we talk about Sam Hinkie. A lot of sports people, you know, are like a part of it. Once you move into that front, you're talking about the front of, well, how are you getting people off your back? You're losing to get better. Activities, you're signing crappy players, you're you know, making trades, getting draft picks, and then your end game, you want to win an NBA championship. You want to be right. You want to be more right. More than anything else. Oh, yeah, you'll be right more than anything else. For us, that means we've talked so much trash, that means winning a championship. But well, that's, really, that's it's about being right. That's the funny thing about this cult is that, like, the team's <laughs> the team's goals are not aligned with the, the fans' goals at all. We're trying to, like, be right and prove to people we're right, but the team's just like, we're literally just trying to win a championship. We're just playing basketball. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Joel Embiid plays into it, and it, it makes it a little bit easier. But, He's um, our charismatic figure um, after the departure of Sam Hinkie. Yeah, so... You know, that's a cult that's, you know, fan bases will always be a cult. People fall in and fall out, but, you know, there is legitimately no reason that we should all love sports as much as we do. It's a cult. It's real stupid. Yeah. So getting into real stupid, great transition. Um, You know, let's start off with our cult. So, Bobby, I know you have kind of a clear vision for, you know, cult you want. I'm going to kind of do this on the fly. I'm going to feel it out. I'm going to react to you. Let's hear. What is your main draw? Who is your celebrity recruiters? Who, why is anybody going to join your cult, Bobby? I want to know. All right, so making my cult, um, there's a couple of directions that I thought I might go, um, and I'm I'm going to be in it to win it, which is why I'm going to pick the one that I'm going to pick. Um, the two that I'm not going to pick that I thought about were um, Gucci Mane and Harper Lee. Who are both rappers, I believe, right? Yes, Harper Lee put down a hot 100,016 <laughs> um, back in the 60s. And that was sort of the reason um, that she was someone that I wanted to pick. It's the exact opposite of Gucci Mane, actually. I think that with a cult, you want either so much stuff, so much material that you can't possibly parse it all, and so that there's just always something to talk about, always something to grasp at, always something to connect. And Gucci Mane is, of course, the most prolific rapper, um, at least the most prolific mainstream rapper at this point. Um, maybe Lil B um, would would rival him um, on a on a less popular scale, um, and he would actually also be a really good person. He, I think he sort of has his own cult. He's he's doing a very low key underground, but right. So Gucci just has so much music, um, spending so much time. He sort of started off, and this is another reason that I think he would be a good selection is that he started off. Um, sort of not being that popular or that critically accepted because um, he was one of the the first like really influential trap rappers. So everyone that is popular now um, kind of looks up to him and grew up on his music. Um, but he, he had run-ins with the law. I believe he was in jail. I believe it was for a connection with murder. He was, um, I think his teeth had rotted out of his mouth. He was super overweight and unhealthy because he was addicted to lean. And then when he was in jail, he turned his he turned his life around. He's like come out of jail, these beautiful gleaming uh, new teeth. Um, it's it's a, inspiring. A pretty, I I want to have the Gucci Mane come up. I want to follow Gucci Mane's path, and I want to follow Gucci Mane. Yeah, he's in a he's come out like unbelievably in good shape. He's an attractive dude now. 
he's uh he's kind of getting his due for making the sort of music that he's always been making but now he's on the spotify rap caviar in a way that he probably that i'm sure he wasn't back in 2008 yeah gucci hot right now i say i'm gucci not because I can't wear any Gucci clothes, but because of Gucci Mane. Absolutely. So, but you're not picking Gucci Mane. I'm not, and I'm also not picking Harper Lee. And I just want to briefly touch on why she's the opposite of Gucci Mane. And I think that her camp sort of blew it. I think they didn't think big enough because Harper Lee had one book. She had her. No back- one's rode a wave the way Harper Lee has. I like if J.K. Rowling wrote one Harry Potter and stopped, it would have been popular. But man, Harper Lee like. It was like, I'm not going to try ever again. This is all you get out of me. And people loved it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's giving her quite enough credit. Uh, but <laughs> she she wrote uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, for those of you that don't know. I'm sure you, you all read it or were supposed to read it in high school. Um, probably one of the, if not the great American novel. Um, and that is the only material that she ever released. I, think, I believe that she continued writing. Um, but she never released anything until her sort of camp in her later years where she wasn't all there mentally released um, a book called Ghost at a Watchman in which she made the hero of To Kill a Mockingbird um, really racist and yeah. shithead, I believe. Um, so it's funny because I always talk about this one thing in comedy. It's like if you tell a joke, you know, a lot of times people will tell you a joke like, and then I said, bitch, and then the person will say, I didn't really say that. And it sometimes kills a joke. But the thing is when somebody laughs, they, they can't take back the laugh. But when it comes to something sentimental like that story that means a lot of people, you can totally crush everything they thought about that book because you just created a whole other stream of the narrative that just wipes out the first. Right. And we know that that book was released seemingly against her wishes under duress um, at a time when she wasn't really fully in control of her uh, faculties or her material. She did write it. Um, But I think that if Harper Lee's camp had not released that book if they had buried it let her die if there's not let her die guys let her die in peace and um uncontroversially then the opposite of having all that material to sort through is you have so little to go on that you just overanalyze absolutely everything like an english class does with oh yeah like look at the symbolism like why is that bird red yeah it's like no it's just a so they could read the book, read her correspondence maybe with um, Truman Capote, her childhood friend um, and author, and just sort of build up the mythos from that. And I mean, even if they had released Ghost of the Watchmen, a lot of cults have that white supremacist undertone. Like, yeah. um, for example, the Heaven's Gate cult just had uh, recently a podcast came out about it, narrated by a guy who had grown up in a cult. And he was African-American. They had rules about you can only marry within your race. The only black girl within 100 miles of him, I think, was light-skinned, took pictures of herself with the exposure way up, submitted them to who, the who headquarters. I forget the guy's name. I saw one by Jerry Minor who was in a Jehovah's Witness. That's a good one, too. I forget. But, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I, I, I the guy's name is, but so... <laughs> Bobby's breaking the equipment now. Yes. Um, I forget what the guy's name is, but this girl... They were so strict about this intermarriage thing that she took pictures of herself. She was a light-skinned girl with exposure way up, sent them to like the headquarters, and had herself declared white. Jeez. So that, which is the ultimate curve of the only other black guy in the vicinity, wow. but it's also just like I wouldn't marry you if you were the last black man in the cult. That's what she said, basically. Okay, but, well, yeah, I mean that's what that's what she lot. felt like she had to do to like 
live as normal a life as possible. I mean, that's kind of what OJ did too. So right. You know. So I'm what I'm saying is that Harper Lee's family should have just let her pass away peacefully. Let the stirred some shit up underneath it, and then yeah. If anything, they should release the book like a little bit later. Yeah. I think it would have been better, you know, just like years later. Yeah, let people overparse all her correspondence and everything for a while, and then boom, drop the book. Oh, yeah, that we got some white supremacist stuff going on. Would that actually be probably pretty attractive to a lot of people right now? Uh, yeah. So those are all great points, but those are the things you're not picking. Yes. So hit me with your real cult. What? Who is your bringing? What's your main draw here, Bobby? The cult that uh, I'm building, or the the main draw that I'm building my cult around, is actually something that uh, I've sort of mostly escaped. He's um, out of the cult, guys. I'm out for the most part, and that's uh, Barstool Sports. Shots fired. Bang, bang. And, uh, I mean, I have some friends that work there and stuff. And, like I said, I'm only mostly out. I'm not as against them as a lot of people are. But I think that the way that they really foster conversation and community among a certain type of person um, and the way that everyone gets so defensive about them, like if Deadspin writes a takedown piece of them, whoever writes it has to, like, bunker down for five days as – a bunch of 21 year old like white kids and snapbacks and khaki shorts and basketball jerseys yeah like, well cross the line but, in ways that aren't funny because I'll, I'll say what you won't say um barstool it's a bunch of bougie white guys like that's and they've they've reached this you know like frat life doesn't end at the end of the frat like that that's what the site is and um people love it not gonna you know, get too much into my feelings about it because that's not why we're here today. But, you know, it, it's it got quite a following and it's very volatile if you try to go against the following. I can definitely say that. Yeah, just like the Sixers, they, um, they really have a talent for circling the wagons and getting everyone riled up. Um, it and can I, just be some ra- one random person. It can be someone writing an article about them, but they'll really, they'll really go in for a while and then someone will maybe write a blog recapping patting themselves on the back and then it'll just keep it going and yeah and i got i got some flack on twitter i I compared the sixers cult and the um, barstool cult and i won't get too into it barstool didn't really hit them which is probably good for my mentions but sixers side got real mad because sixers didn't want to be compared to them but they're not too far off no they're not uh they don't have some of the i don't think some of the sexist um past that Barstool has, but I mean the way that the way that people get super defensive and will defend anything just for the sake of defending it without even really thinking, just because these are my people, is it's really a similar. Yeah. So yeah, and I I, I think it's great because you know you're you're going with an army. You got the Barstool army already. You got the Stoolies. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Like yeah. I have everyone. All I have to do is like you've snapped your fingers and tell them what direction exactly. That, so yeah, you've got already a lot to work from so i i think you know you you're you're taking something established and you're redirecting it i like that now i'm going to turn it to my side now i'm going to go the exact opposite i'm going to build something from the ground up and the cults that i like the ones that i think are really successful they fly under the radar because they take somebody that you think just doesn't got it anymore isn't really you know relevant so nobody's really poking their head to what's going on in the life but they're charismatic people know them People don't expect this person to trick them. You know, it's, it's just a friendly face. Um, 
somebody's ride through the weeds, somebody's gone through their own trials and tribulations and came out the other side and, you know, people want to, you know, feel the same way that person feels. And that's why I'm going with like a 90s icon that, you know, no longer is as relevant. I'm picking Pauly Shore. Of course you are. Pauly Shore is my celebrity recruiter. And I think Bobby could see that one from a mile away. But, you know, I think Pauly Shore is that goofy guy who is, you know, charismatic enough that people will listen, even if he's saying dumb shit. Um, and at the same time, no one's really expecting. But I also think perfect fall, man. I think he's going to cover me from everything that I'm doing. Um, he's the weasel. Like, people are going to be too shocked if Pauly Shore falls into a cult. At the same time, though, I think he can cover me when shit goes down. He's got a built-in conversation starter because people will walk by and say, hey, that's Rob Schneider. Yeah. I'll say, no, I'm Pauly Shore, <laughs> but hey, man, let's wrap. Yeah. Have so, you heard the good news? Yeah. So I think what I'm going with, it's going to take me a little time to build up. I don't think I have quite the army you do, but I think I can work the back channels. He's seen some shit. He probably knows the streets better than me. I think Pauly Shore, you know, he's not who he used to be, but people still want to hear Pauly Shore, at least in my world. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see, though. So, so you know, effectively, right now, you're taking over the Sixers at the beginning of the process, and I'm taking over the Warriors right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going head to head. You know, you've got your army, and, you know what? I'm the Avengers. I'm building my dream team. We're going to get Pauly Shore. We're going to get Brendan Fraser. You know, he's making a, a bit of a resurgence. I want Brendan Fraser as my number three. He he's he you know he's gonna be my Goebbels in this thing. Oh God. Yeah, maybe we maybe we don't want to do the Holocaust. No, okay. Um, so yeah, and keeping that in mind though, so we have our people. This is how we draw people in. You know, you're going something that's already kicking in alive on the internet. You know, Twitter is you know drawing all these people in. I'm going with um, you know, we're gonna. Sp- start something from the ground up and we're going to have these like charismatic people that, you know, are a little un- like non-assuming at the moment to draw people in. So the next thing is you start to get some traction on your cult. Feds start noticing you. They're saying, Hey, where are all these people going? What are they doing? Why are you trying to get more people? What's your front Bobby? I mean, now, my- I think yours is built in. So, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta keep it going though. You gotta keep, uh, you know, feds off your back. Yeah. I think that, uh, that mine actually started as a front and, uh, became like a a main draw celebrity recruiter it's just a, a sport uh news and humor um organization i mean this is what this is what people do when they sort of sense weakness among the herd the their info wars uh the alex joneses of the world they start a news organization and they just f- pump just bullshit into people's heads and then like they they're just like I'm a news organization. Like, what are you gonna what are you what are you gonna do for what are you gonna do about me? Like, the feds aren't gonna regulate Barstool because they get annoyed when they see Saturdays are for the boys stuff and people are like ten percent more misogynistic than they would otherwise be. Yeah, so you you have a built in front. Like you, the thing is, you're already established. This isn't even really a front. This is just hey, we can start getting away with stuff now. Yeah, you know, we've got the clout, we've got the money, we got the lawyers. You know, who's going to come? Who's going to stop me? Huh. That's what you're saying, Bobby. This is what, this is the direction that I would take a ground up cult like your own. If if I had chosen Elon Musk as my figure, I would say, now I want to make a Elon Musk, Koch Brothers funded libertarian news organization to just pump shit into people's heads 
and make them think that whatever they read from me is the gospel truth. And so eventually I can just say, hey, man, I need you to go spread the good news, not in your libertarian off-putting way, uh, but in if you can somehow repackage it into a way that isn't horrible that people might want to hear, then we can start growing this thing. And you know what? That's great because that trans- transitions perfectly. And what I'm going to do, I think we need some school reform. Who isn't concerned? Who doesn't want to join school reform and help out you know, the youth of America? We're in a very you know, tenuous place in America. Our education is not great. And honestly, I just think we are putting too much pressure on kids to be literate. I don't think literacy is that important. Math, how is it going to help you in the streets? I think you know, starting as early as third grade, some kids are just going to have to learn and they're a mechanic and that's fine. So my group is going to take over and we're going to, you know, we're going to separate out the schools. We're going to have just for right away, you know, kids are going to take tests. They're not going to be like, you know, SATs or anything like that. We're just going to decide who's the smart kids and who's the dumb kids. And we're going to send them to different schools. Um, the dumb kids will learn trades, um, you know, because who is that what you want? Yeah. I, Are you I'm, sure you don't I'm, want the smart kids learning trades and the dumb kids? No, I'm sick of, you know, my kids mingling with the pores. Um, and I just think, you know, at this point, you know, why are we even trying to, you know, lift them up, give them false hopes? Um, I think if we really want to get to a better America, we should pump all our resources in our 1%, the best of us. Um, I think if your family has money, you know, heretically, you must be smart. So I think, you know, all those families that are paying for private schools, let's bring that public. You know, let's give them the best resources for free on the government so they can use their money to invest. The investing will help the nation trickle down economics. Um, Let's not keep locking up their money. Let's just give their kids what they deserve. And, you know, the other kids will get them a pool or something instead of buying them, you know, pencils. See, I would quibble with that. I would... If I'm building this from the ground up, that would be maybe phase two, 20 years down the line. I think I want the elite of the elite to be the fucking dumbasses that will take my orders without questioning and just do what I want them to do. And then once we have the power, then we can get the smart kids back up in there to continue to running to continue running things and solve the problems as they come along. See, Bobby, I, I just disagree with you on so many levels because as someone who grew up um, pretty much a genius. I had to, you know, day in, day out, deal with these kids, you know, asking questions that would just delay the class. You know, oh man, I can't factor this. Well, I didn't factor in the fact that, you know, you're going to keep pulling me down for the rest of my life. That's not fair to me. You know, I, I went in, I, I didn't do the homework. Like I didn't put in the work necessarily because I didn't need to. I was naturally smart. I went in, I aced the test. I was first done. You know, I was always in the honor classes why are we trying to even fill these honor classes? Some of those kids that just, you know, everybody's been in an honor class and has that one kid that just kind of gets in because they need to fill it. You know, and then all this stuff about classrooms. I'm saying these smart schools, you know, we're taking the top kids and I'm saying like one teacher to five kids. I think, you know, everybody, and you know, they'll have their own little cliques and those five people will go on to run whatever industry they want. Those five people are going to stay together forever. Hey, man, these are the big bank people. These are, you know, the media conglomerates. You know, those people will stay together forever. And they'll have such a synergy, like a basketball team, they will have the synergy to lead America to prosperity. 
right. Well, it's your cult, not mine. It is my cult. And I, I think, personally, it's much better. Because I'm taking the best of the best. All right. So, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, how do you keep the feds off your back? Um, you know, I don't think either one of us really, you know, necessarily even front here. I, I believe my cult is actually helping America. Like, I mean, we're just doing education reform. I mean, that's something we need. And, you know, your cult is just putting out humor, you know. Take a video from somebody else's site, put it on your Twitter. That's that's helping the people. You're, you're signal boosting. So, um, you know, we're going to talk now about the day-to-day activities. So where does Barstool Sports go from here? They're already a great website, a great Twitter. You know, how do you – you've got all these people. How, how are you, you know, keeping them busy? How do you keep them in the cold? What, do you, what are you having for fun? And how do you get to exercise your power, Bobby? Um, well, we, we keep doing what made us famous. I mean, we – we aggregate content with personality. We just brand every post with a someone's Twitter name, and then people talk to them on Twitter about it. Um, maybe write something, whether it's funny or not. This is where people are going to find their uh, funny videos and funny news stories and stuff like that. Um, we keep putting out our podcasts. Um, we already have essentially a, a sect um, of the Barcelona cult in the Pardon My Take fandom. Um, I think that they brought a lot of people on board. They put a really a uh, more approachable, less problematic face um, on the company because, like, the founder of the company, Prez, is just the most off-putting person of all time. He's absolutely impossible to like unless you're a 16-year-old, like, rich kid who thinks that you're just going to be rich forever. Um, And happen to be a Patriots fan. Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, I guess I would be happy if I was a Patriots fan, but... Ugh, I mean, we're not going to get into how Tom Brady <laughs> dropped it, so it's no. just not worth talking about how he not only dropped a pass in the Super Bowl, but also fumbled a ball, costing his team the Super Bowl. He dropped it twice. Yes, um, but yeah, so it sounds like you're, you're keeping a little bit of the status quo, but how are you having fun in the meantime? You've got a cult, Bobby. You need to flex a little muscle here. I mean, what do you do if you have a cult? You just like get fucked up and you have sex with... Um people that are sort of under your spell all right name drop let's let's hear some people you're gonna have sex with uh i'm gonna have sex with um x kristen dot one x on instagram i'm gonna have sex with x brianna x dot six nine x on instagram you think you can pull that i know i can pull that you know you can pull that okay so you you're living the party boy lifestyle you never got to have i am you created your own celebrity what did, what did you do, Bobby? How are you a celebrity? What did you do? Um, you know, I've just been at the company for a long time. You know what I mean? I established myself there. I uh, write kind of mediocre blogs, just like I'm doing outside of that, except I get a lot more eyes on them. Uh, I get more interactions on Twitter. Um, get probably addicted to cocaine, slim down a little bit, get more attractive, and the world is my oyster, really. Bobby, it sounds like you secretly do want to join Barstool, so maybe we should just help you out there. Barstool Sports, or just Barstool in general, whatever. Barstool um, Home and Garden, please hire Bobby. He will do your podcasting, and he will blog um, about, you know, what what do you blog about lately? Elon Musk and... How I want to date Elon Musk, yes. and how as a woke uh, white male ally, I now like Childish Gambino instead of Kanye West. I think that's the, the one piece of content that Barstool is missing, and they're honestly losing money by not signing you. Yeah, I'll delete all my um, tweets making fun of you guys. Please hire me. I will sell out so fucking fast. 
Well, that's that's a ringing endorsement if I've ever heard one. So yeah, you're you're keeping the day to day now. Me, um, we're gonna be having a lot of meetings. You know, we're gonna have to talk about this this plan that we're putting in place. Um, there'll be plenty of punch there, but it will not not be suicide punch, of course. Yeah. Um, there will be ketamine in the punch. Um, keep it light, keep it fun. Um, and we'll have these big fundraisers. Um, there'll be a lot of games. Uh, there'll be a lot of virtual reality. And there'll be a lot of propaganda about, um, you know, killing our enemies. Now, you're probably wondering, like, school reform. We're the, the elite who, who are enemies. And you know what? Honestly, we're just going to spin a wheel. We're not gonna. We're not gonna even bother with thinking that through. Um, we'll just put everybody's name in a hat, and we'll pick somebody, and then we'll just take them down. Because you know what? That's the real fun. It's it's not about having a reason to take someone down. It's like, well, that that guy. You know, we just pulled out of this hat. I don't know if we could do this. Let's try. I I think it'll be fun. We've all played video games where you just shoot someone else who's yeah on the other side of the country just because. That's the goal. I think the spontaneity of it is fun. Like, you ever go into somebody's house and they're like, you want to play Twister? And you're like, this isn't that kind of party. I don't really want to play Twister. But then you start playing and you're like, it's kind of random, but I'm having a good time. That's what I want my uh, school board, you know, parties to be like. We're just going to, um, you know, decide to do random crimes. And, um, you know, I see the movie like The Purge and I just think, you know, they're not doing enough. You know, oh, yeah, once a night all the, you know, people get to, you know, hurt each other. No, I'm going to, like, once a week, we're going to have a school board activity, and we're going to say, hey, Bob, the one who owns this big oil company, like, it's your turn. you got to go kill Bradley Cooper for some reason. We all love Bradley Cooper, but, you know, when the doc comes out on Netflix in 10 years about the dude to kill Bradley Cooper, that's so much more content that he's going to be making anyway. You could also sort of thin the herd by uh, having some sort of dodgeball or sports league where the... Uh, elite schools play against the poor schools, and the elite schools have, you know, guns, knives, bombs, things yeah. like that, and the poor schools just have dodgeballs. Yeah, and I think, you know... Eugenics, baby. That makes sense, you know, because a lot of those kids at the, the poor schools, they got an unfair advantage anyway. They got their brutes. Yeah, they got... They got the, they're, they're big dum-dums. You know, we deserve our advantage here because we're the better, you know, and we have the money to get the guns. If you want to bring a gun, that's fine, under the guise that, um, you know, security will check you depending on um, certain profiling. Um, but, yeah, so I think, you know, my kid, if I can get him a gun and, you know, the other kid is like a 6'2 in fifth grade, you know, I think that's fair. Yeah, and, I mean, you deserve a gun when the faceless poor people have social safety nets. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, I think we're living in America right now where being poor much better. They've got everything. It's never been better to be poor. Yeah. You go in any grocery store and you buy a thousand scratch-off tickets, it's on the government. True. Why are they even selling scratch-offs in the grocery store? That's what I want to know. Well, lottery is the tax on people that don't know how to do math. Exactly. And that's me. That's why I hire accountants. And you know what? I don't want any of my money going to these people who just stroll into any single, you know, Best Buy, and they'll just give them a laptop, you know, if they just say, hey, I need this for school or whatever poor people do. I'm just sick of paying for people's laptops, Bobby. Yeah, all you have to do really is walk in, and you could do this, Cody. Walk in, I've done it. Walk into Best Buy, say, hi, I'm, I'm a young black girl, and Childish Gambino told me that I should learn to code, and they'll give you a laptop, a gaming laptop that you don't even need. I, I just don't believe in this. 
it's i'm sorry i'm getting a little emotional over here um you know what we're gonna fix this though this is what i'm trying to do Polly shore hear our cry yeah and i think paul i've seen enough Polly shore movies like everybody thinks he's dumb but there is messages in those movies he was you ever see son-in-law he plays the dumb guy in college he's satire in college He's like, oh, yeah, you're going to bring this guy home and your parents have to deal with this, like, dude with long hair who's not taking it seriously, who in Encino Man is teaching, you know, this beautiful creature that we haven't seen for years that should be on display at all times in a museum, Betty Nugs. Pauly Shore is satirizing where we let our country get to. Sounds like, based on son, this son-in-law movie, uh, my cult may have a little bit of beef with yours, so we may come to blows. You know what? If that's the war, if that's World War Three coming, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I consider you a respectful partner in this battle. And America will be better off, you know, either one wins. I just, we can't keep the status quo anymore. Yeah, that would be a war of the better of, where you're rooting for the better of two goods. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, enough people die on one of the sides that it will get settled. So I'm, I'm very happy to go to war with you and I'm willing to shed the lives of people I have not even yet recruited yet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I think, you know, we just might have answered number four, but let's assume that, you know, one of our cults doesn't exist in that unfortunate world. I think cults, you got to have an end game here. Now, what's your salvation? What is your suicide punch? What is Barstool Sports trying to reach? Honestly, I think that our end game is just our activities. We want to live this life forever. I want to be an 80-year-old man flying a Saturdayser for the boys' flag. Just like crushing sluts, crushing brews. Ain't that the light? Doing drugs, but not yeah. tweeting about it. We pretend that we don't, but we do. You know, we just, we want this to be paradise. We want paradise on earth. We, we don't want to have to go seek paradise um, in the guise of uh, a spaceship or cyanide or something like that. We, we just want to bring everyone in to the Barstool cult. We will, of course, call the fatties. We'll call the SJWs. Um, we'll. You'll expose the the phonies in the face for who they are. We sure will, man. We'll no. call all the girls that don't look exactly the same. The one type of girl that likes barstool. Those will be the only ones left. Those are the beauties of the world. I mean, they truly are. Why? Why even look like anybody else? <laughs> Kent State girl, we need you. Yeah, and I think it's great that you know you can join. Barstool, and you can come from any background, um, you know, any white background. Um, you can come from any background, look as ugly as you want, but you're accepted, you know, and you're a great guy. You are a good person. As long as you're a guy. Yeah, no, a guy. Well, I'm saying, you know, women are allowed to be part of it. You have to look kind of specific women, but it, you're a great guy. Like, I mean, you're not, and you're not just fighting for yourself. You're fighting for your bros, your buds, your ride or dies, your homies. Yes, KFC Barstool is my best friend. And if you make fun of his divorce, I will send someone to kill you. I think that's fair. I mean, he's being treated very unfairly the way that he cheated on his wife and people called him out on it. I know. Can you believe that? This is personal matters. Pregnancies are hard for everybody, okay? You know, you didn't think about his feelings. They were probably having a little less sex, and I think he deserves to get laid. So, Just because he monetized his personality and his personal life doesn't mean that when it goes bad, we're allowed to talk about it. I know. Well, I mean, people just don't read the fine print these days. So, Bobby, I, I like your ideas. You know, I'm, 
I'm upset that I'm going to have to go against this Barstool Utopia you're creating. Because my end game, quite opposite. You want this paradise on Earth? I literally want to be the last person on Earth. I saw the show. I love it. And then once they started introducing other people, I turned it right off. I'm going. So you like the show for half an episode? Yes. Um, you know they really went downhill. R.I.P. El Ripo. They got canceled. Um, I really, truly believe that I think I can pit most of the world against themselves. So it's just me and the elites. And um, you know, I think the only person who's going to rival me is just Jeff Bezos because he's been working out. But otherwise, it's just going to be a bunch of old, rich, white dudes that I can easily uh, hunt down. And eventually, it's just gonna be me on Earth. I don't. I don't want anybody else around. I'm. I'm sick of everybody who's underneath of me. I am a god. I fully believe that. Uh, Pauly Shore will be stuffed and mounted in my, um, you know, mansion hallway. I mean, of course, I'll like get a mansion built and like you know that'll take up all the state of uh, you know, California before I go. Donald Trump style, you will then kill all the contractors instead of paying them. Yes, exactly. Like I just want everybody dead but me and you know what there's no better reckoning than living out the rest of your days by yourself yeah you can just jerk off whenever you want exactly and you know what i deserve that i i'm sick of living in this world where i'm in my bedroom and i'm like i gotta close the blades break blades blades blinds Blinds. um because i want to jerk off no i i deserve to live in a world where i'm like Hey man, Washington Monument, get a load of this. You know, like the history doesn't mean anything to me, but there's just some really cool places I want to jo. Um, and I think that's deep down that's where everybody's at. So I don't, I don't think my cult is any different than you know watching a sports team. Honestly, no, it sounds like it's pretty much exactly the same as we've said over the course of this podcast. So you know, to wrap all this up in conclusion, I think what we've learned is that. We're all living in cult. It's just real life, you know? Nothing I said, nothing you said sounds out of the ordinary to me. They're just all happening, and we're just, you know, putting a little bit imprint of our slightly different personal vision, but who's not already doing what we're doing? That's just called government. Yeah, man. Yeah, so... Taxation is slavery. Yeah, so I I think... Bitcoin. Exactly. Bitcoin could be our savior. Yeah, I'm going to put Barcelona Sports in the blockchain. That's going to be my value to them. Yeah. All right, so like to recap, you're, you're you're taking Barstool Sports, you're taking the next level. You know, you're you're keeping all the fresh content on the reg, and you're just partying, man. I am. You're creating paradise. You're letting the boys be the boys. Saturday every day. Exactly. And I think we deserve that. That's gonna probably be a rule every day, Saturday, and is therefore for the boys. Yeah. Personally, all I'm trying to do is just teach America to fall in line, and to the point that I can reach. That nobody exists but me. And I think that's fair. You deserve it, man. You've yeah. been through a lot. I, I definitely believe so. I believe that everything I've gone through is way worse than anybody else has gone through. And now that I've realized that I have superpowers and I can control things in my mind, um, you know, the sky's the limit here. And at some point, I will bring down the sky. All right. So since we've sort of gone through um, the nitty gritty, we've, we've worked through the plan. Yeah. Um, are you gonna change your history, your personal history, once you uh, are the head Ooh. of the cult? Like Elrond Hubbard claims that he was a, a military hero. I'm sure he claimed that he had a, a big dick that worked. 
Like, are you going to make up some lies about yourself? Um, I think... I mean, it, it's hard for me to say because, you know, I was born the most handsome man in the world. Um, and I'm just generally smarter than everybody. So I don't really see what I would change. But I will say, you know, you know, a lot of times when you're younger, you know, there's embarrassing things that happen. Like kids pee their pants or boop their pants or, you know, they ask out a girl, turns them down for the dance. And honestly, none of those things have ever happened in my life. So I think I'm pretty cool as is. All right, yeah, I think the main thing that I'm going to do is have people um, go through old caches of Twitter and find all the times that I uh, tweeted problematic stuff and retweet them. You know what? Stuff that I've deleted, I want I want it back out there once that I have control of the world. People need to know what I thought when I was 19 years old and racist. You know, I think, you know, when you really want to know the true nature of someone, there's two things you can do. Get them drunk. You know, I think everybody who's drunk is doing exactly what they would do, you know, if they could just be their freest selves. Or if you just look and find out what they were thinking, they're 19. Like, that's the age everything that you think gets set in place. Like, it's, it, you know, you make a good point. Yeah. That's, so, that's really, uh, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. That's when you start becoming, losing your faculties, becoming senile. senile. Yeah. You're 19, you're at the, Peak year physical and uh, mental powers. That's the real you. That's yeah, when I'm, when the weekend sang when I'm fucked up. That's the real me. When you're 19, that's the real you. Yeah, and I think you know he's the songbird of our generation. It's true. He'll but, be the know. song. Well, we won't allow any of his sadness. We'll we'll keep the drugs oh, yeah. and the sex, but we'll just be like really happy. Oh, yeah, all the cool stuff. But yeah, well, Bobby, I'm, I'm very excited to see your cult. I can't wait till you start to enact that plan. Um, meanwhile, I am in the process of tracking down Pauly Shore, and I'm going to continue to suck his penis, you know, as one does when they try to influence someone. You know, I'm sure you're used to doing this, um, until he agrees to be a part of my cult. And hopefully from there, um, you know, I'll say two, three months, everybody will be dead. Yeah, you don't have that much work to do, really. I don't think Polly Shore has much going on right now. I sort of have to infiltrate. Yeah, I think my plan is a little bit on the easier side. So, you know, by the time I release this, it might just be me listening to it, honestly. People might already just been exterminated from the earth but myself. So, you know. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm very excited for our Colts. And, uh, Bobby, I'd like to thank you for joining me today and sharing some of your vision with me. Um Bobby, is there anything you'd like to plug in the meantime? Um, uh, yes, follow Twitter user at booby underscore styles. That is a reference to Friday Night Lights and not my love of memories. What are your love of memories while we're on the topic, though? Um, I'd say eight. Eight? Oh, out of... It's just innate. Okay. All right. And uh, also follow uh, at Class is Boring on Twitter and uh, read my blogs that come out sporadically once a week that will lead to his domination of barstool yeah um as always you can follow me on twitter as well i am at codran um and of course i thank you as always for listening to the podcast a lot more fun in store um so get ready for the extermination of all human race thank you and good night bye guys